You're still salty at that guy, huh? Yes, absolutely. To answer your question. For every sin is a consequence. A punishment. Belly, oh, they're starting to get a little bit of a red mark there. Uh, try to hit the same spot. That's important. We- FOD begins now. To this thing we call the Dub Fod. My name is Mike. I am joined by my good friend, Mr. Drunkard STL on the Twitters. Hey, buddy. And guys, the king of pranks, the albino alligator, the man of spice, the Duke of denim, Mr. Travis Hulse is here, everyone. Hello. Phone number to contact. Oh, no. Go to WFODshow.com. Get all our back episodes. Do that. Because <laughs> uh, that's my thing now, Travis. Okay. Yeah, there's no more phone number to call. Well, we have a phone number you could probably call, but... That's still the phone number, I think, to, like, May. I mean, if yeah. you leave us a voicemail, uh, I'll I'll get it. Yeah, yeah, leave us a voicemail. <laughs> Guys, coming up after the break, we are going to be talking to Tom Palladino. Travis, he is a scalar light expert. Uh Scalar light, huh? Yeah, yeah. He uh, he thinks it heals. Uh, he thinks that we can like uh, uh, power the world with it. Like we just gotta harness it, Travis. It, All right. it sounds fucking fascinating. I'm looking forward to talking to him, Travis. Sometimes in my life, there's things that I enjoy so much that I want to tell my friend Travi about them. But yeah, I also really, really just cross my fingers and hope to God you don't hear about them until I can tell you about them. Uh, music lawsuits. Well, uh, Music lawsuits, yes, yes. I love music lawsuits, but this is not a music lawsuit. Travis, uh, we had a, the most important election of our lifetime. Uh, it wasn't last week. I think it was the week before. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Did you happen to see Herschel Walker's speech the, the morning after the election? No, I'm sorry to say that I haven't listened to any of Herschel Walker's speeches. Uh, I've just gotten secondhand uh, reactions. Travis, it makes me so happy that you haven't heard this he yet. He ran as a Republican. <laughs> because. In Georgia. I, uh, I, I want to be the first one to play this for you, Travis. And Perfect. Just so that you guys know. This is a senator, right? Well, they're having a runoff. So yeah, a like, runoff. he didn't win. <laughs> But he didn't lose. But he didn't lose. They're going to, like, have another one. Uh, Too close. To figure out who it is. And and drunk, let me tell you, I made a political ad today. I'm all in on Herschel Walker, Travis. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a political ad. I, I, I want you to hear it. Here, here, here's my political ad. Is Herschel Walker a hypocrite? Absolutely. He's pro-life but pays for lots of abortions. Allegedly, but yeah, he definitely did. Dave Chappelle called him observably stupid, and there's no argument for me there. But it's just one Senate seat, and we'll get stuff like this. WFOD 
endorses Herschel Walker for U.S. Senate. Let it all burn for the memes. Travis, Herschel Walker got up the morning after the election and did like 10 minutes on the movie Fright Night. <laughs> Here we go. You- I'm going to tell you to keep the faith. Oh, do you ever watch a stupid movie late at night hoping it's going to get better? Don't get better, but you keep watching it anyway. Because the other night, the other night I was watching this movie. I was watching this movie called Fright Night, Freak Night, or some type of night. But it was about vampires. I don't know if you know vampires and cool people, are they not? But I'm going to tell you something that I found out. A werewolf can kill a vampire. Did you know that? I never knew that, so I didn't want to be a vampire anymore. I wanted to be a werewolf. But- Travis, I swear I did not edit this. This is real. This is what? raw audio. This is from the day after the election. This is him talking to his supporters saying, guys, keep the faith. Like, we're going to have another election. It's all good. Now let's talk about Fright Night, Travis. (laughs) And how dare he call it a stupid movie? That's a great movie. (laughs) <laughs> and anyway, as I'm watching this movie, and then you can tell how stupid it is because it's one in the morning. So I'm watching my TV. Are uh, these kids watching their TV? A uh, vampire kill on their TV. His so criticism is stupid, but I'm Travis, still watching though. As I'm watching this show, he's critic. His criticism of Fright Night, Travis, is that he thinks it's stupid that he's watching people watching TV, like in a movie. Mm. They're watching TV, and that's stupid, Travis. <laughs> Even though I would imagine it's probably exposition for the story. But, yeah, continue. Let's let's hear more of Herschel Walker. Well, yeah, they see the, the actor that they're then going to have come help him kill the vampire. Trevor. Exactly. I mean, I've seen Fright Night. I know yeah, how it of ends. Of course you have. Herschel tells it a different way. Trevor. <laughs> you love this, right? Yeah, this is unbelievable. It was funny. These kids had a vampire in their attic at their house. So they were watching their TV. Now, I'm watching my TV. They're watching their TV. Or they see the vampire killer on their TV. So they win this contest to bring this actor. Now, y'all got to stay with me. Bring this actor who's a vampire killer from their TV to get rid of this real-life vampire in their attic. So as this actor comes to their home, he got all the right stuff. He got all the right stuff because, you know, you got to have a state and got to have a thing to kill him in the heart. And he got a necklace of garlic because that worked. I don't know what it does, but it worked. You got to have a cross because it burned. I know that worked. Georgia, please elect this guy. Please. This is this person is running for government office. Travis, he didn't lose. Like the fourth highest government office in the land. (laughs) Fucking ridiculous. It's like he's working on his stand up act. It really is. I love this so much. (laughs) Does he get to a point ever? Yeah. Oh, no, no. He brings it back around. Uh, he does. You know, it's all about keeping the faith, Travis. All of a sudden, this is what was so funny about it. As they're walking through the house, this this this, this guy got the holy water. He's blessing the house. This actor, now he's all faith. He's blessing the house with his holy water. They walked upstairs, and this vampire looking real good in this black suit. Whoa, that sounds like Senator Warnock, doesn't it? Looking all good in this black suit. Floated <laughs> from the ceiling. He floated from the ceiling looking good and cool. Somebody, Travis, didn't lose to this guy. <laughs> like imagine who that person is challenging him that didn't blow him out by a landslide no somebody tied this guy travis and and i get it because for the memes you can't beat him your state is a joke you're a you're a foolish person but this is good stuff. This is great. Whoa, they better get out of that house. If somebody float from your ceiling, get out of that house. That's that's not your house. But as he floated from the ceiling, the kid jumped behind that hero. As they jumped behind that hero, the guy jumped in front of him with this holy water, threw it on the vampire forehead. He covered his eye. And he took his hand away. He started laughing. And he said, that don't work. He took the cross, he put it on the vampire forehead. And the vampire didn't even do anything. He said, that don't work. And that's the way it is in our life. It doesn't even work unless you got faith. It is time for us to have faith. We got to have faith in our fellow brother. We got to have faith in this country. We got to have faith in this in the elected officials. And right now, that's the reason I'm here. Travis. Wow, that is a fucking reach. Travis, <laughs> that's the best political speech I've ever heard. Somebody should uh, show Herschel Walker the three amigos next. <laughs> <clears throat> see see how he can bring that back around to the uh, to the race. So these three friends, right? They're like actors. 
you know, this village in Mexico, they they think they're real like law protectors or something, you know. But then they get there and then they just got to have faith in themselves and they chase off the banditos. And that's what you got to do with me. Support me. I'll chase off the banditos. They got some big old hats, right? The hats are way it's, too big. It is funny because the hats are so big. Got some bad, they're singing with the animals out in the desert. There's a owl bobbing its head one time when they're out there. They shoot like a burning bush by accident or whatever. But uh, at the end, they had faith in themselves and the people had faith in them. And then they overcame like we're going to do here in Georgia. Drunk, is this voice that we're doing? This isn't racist. I don't, is no, it? I don't know it's if okay. I've seen the three amigos. Really? I know. Pretty good movie. Drunk. I've seen the three caballeros. Travis, uh, we didn't tell the uh, color me bad guy story. Drunk said, oh, you're still salty about that. But I mean, that isn't on the podcast. Should I tell the color me bad story or should I? Oh, just leave yeah. You, I mean, you can if you feel like it's something you got to get off your chest. Well, to the it, listeners, it's re- it's really your fault because my why? Yeah. No, I, I, I think it's your fault because what happened was months ago, I saw Color Me Bad Guy. The I want to sex you up, Travis. You know, I want to sex you up. I want to sex you up. He uh, got like way into to, to drinking and drugs and stuff and fucked As up his do. life and went on Dr. Phil and uh, he made a documentary about it. And I saw he was on some other podcast. And I was like, well, fuck. I want color me bad guy yeah who doesn't so i got him i booked him on the show a couple months ago and why it's your fault travis is you came downstairs and you said oh amy thought that was cool Mm. that you got color me bad guy and then i was like well i impressed amy this is this is big time right yeah uh then he didn't show up and so then like months go by and i think okay guy just didn't show up and then I got an email and the his people said, oh, hey, our email fucked up. But like, you know, sorry, can we schedule him again? I was like, yeah, sure. And they go, OK, so we set a date. And <laughs> then I said, OK, well, you know, we're talking to him about his documentary. Uh, so can I see the documentary? She said, yeah, you can for five dollars. <laughs> So I was like, okay, okay, I'll pay. It's $5. It goes to charity, apparently. Travis, he's starting a, apparently, right. a, uh, a non-profit for guys who drink and do drugs so that they stop it. You know, they knock that shit off. Knock it off. And so the day of, Travis, I have not gotten official. Well, what I got is a confirmation of the date and time. But then I said, hey, like we have different ways for him to contact. Which one's he going to use? And I gave him all the different options. Like, you know, he had the phone number. He had the Zoom link. He had yeah. the Skype. In the uh, meantime, you did spend the $5 to watch the documentary. And uh, remind me what the runtime on that $5 documentary was. Travis, the documentary was 17 minutes long. 17 minutes long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, by the way, great. Because, I, I mean, I didn't want to sit through so, a whole long So it's thing. a YouTube clip. It's 17 minutes, this documentary. I've yeah. watched longer things on YouTube. Yeah, and actually, he referenced going on Dr. Phil. You can watch his episode of Dr. Phil on YouTube, and it's 53 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, but his documentary about how he fucked up his life and went on Dr. Phil, 17 minutes. Yeah, so, so he was able to, like a- he was able to pad, pad that out in a Dr. Phil episode <laughs> for almost an hour. But when it came down he to telling should have his, put the Dr. Phil episode in the documentary, Travis, just make it just make the Dr. Phil episode the documentary and be like, and then I went on Dr. Phil, voo, 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 Dr. Phil. So, so what's know? the what's the quality of this? Is it like a VHS? What? No, I mean, like they used real cameras and stuff. Oh, so it's, it's a clear picture. Are you, you're talking about the documentary. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it looked like I mean, I watched it on my laptop. But I mean, it looked fine. Sure, it was HD quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was HD quality. I'd say Travis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's seventeen minutes long. Didn't show up again. And that was like two weeks ago. Yeah, haven't heard a word. And it's funny because you actually, uh, I think you did play the soundbite before the episode started. Or would what, you like this? to hit that? Yeah, hit that. Booking podcast and I don't show up. I made that in advance, Travis, just yep. to make you giggle. Yeah. When we yeah. showed up to do the episode and he didn't right. show up. 
and he did. Yeah, Mike, Mike made that very shortly before uh, going to air um, in anticipation of him probably not showing up. Wouldn't have booked him the second time, Travis, but you said your wife thought it was cool that we were talking to him. So I was like, well, I want to impress her. Yeah, well, and typically uh, most of the time she is impressed by most of the people we talk to. You just don't uh, tell me? I mean, she'll be like, I think it's cool that you're talking to all these people. But when I specifically tell her, you know, like something like uh, color me bad. And she's like, oh, you know, like that. You can tell she's. Oh, like, she gave impressed. it a little extra. Yeah, there was a little extra there. Right. Wow. Did you just like, tell her we were talking to the scalar light expert? <laughs> no, I didn't bring that up. No, oh, okay. it didn't come up in the organic conversation. I and Travis I, I, thinks I it's really funny to keep saying Belle Biv DeVoe. I do. And, and uh, did. Tony, yeah. Tony, Tony and whatever other groups he can think of just to be funny. Yeah. 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 So, and I'm actually saying calling me bad now. Uh, so what I posited Vanilli. was that, th- no, well, half of them are dead. Uh, what I posited. Did one of the Millie Vanilli guys die, Travis? Yeah. He jumped off a fucking roof. No, Ooh. he didn't. Yes, he did. Really? Years ago. Yeah. He killed himself. I can't remember if it was Rob or Fab, but uh, Millie yeah. Or he, Vanilli. He jumped off a fucking building, man. So, so Millie Vanilli's names were Rob and Fab. After the controversy kind of blew over a little bit, they actually came out with an album under their own names called Robin Fab. Did they was, actually sing? Yes. This time they actually sang. And um, the end result showed you why people were singing for them in Millie Vanilli. They're not very good. They're not very good. And then the guy killed himself for that? And then he killed. Well, there, I'm sure there was. That was on the national stage. I'm sure he probably had a rough time. <laughs> For quite a while. I'm sure the hair after, on told him to. You think after they were exposed. Folks were mean to him, Travis? Oh, I would assume oh. that people were pretty mean. That's a I actually just saw, listen, going back to then, thank God there was no social media, and it took him a while before he jumped off a roof. But I was just looking uh, today, you know, uh, RIP Jason David Frank, the original Green Power Ranger, um, had committed suicide um, very recently. Did he jump off a roof? No, he hung himself in the oh. hotel uh, bathroom. But listen, he was going through a divorce uh, with his wife. The and, Green Power um, Ranger was? Yeah. So he's yeah, obviously he's does a lot of appearances Ranger. at conventions and stuff. I mean, he's all over the place. You think, well, why would this guy take his own life or whatever? And you don't know what anybody's going through. But I, I kind of had to look up a little bit. So I was trying to see who his wife was because I heard he was going through a divorce. So I looked at her Instagram and... Uh, Apparently, Jason David Frank and his wife actually lost a daughter to suicide a couple of years ago. Jesus. Um, and she had posted um, something on her Instagram talking about how much she missed her. And some random Internet fuckface decided that it would be a great idea to comment on this uh, remembrance of her daughter. Looks like you killed your husband, too. You should be real proud of yourself. Jesus. That's the kind of people who exist on the internet. <laughs> like I say, going back to the Millie Vanilli thing, I'm sure people were probably pretty nasty in his life, but uh, nothing compared to uh, what the internet has uh, done to people. And I saw that today and I was uh, shocked that somebody could be so awful to another human being. Like you would almost need to find that person just to investigate him. Cause like they have to be evil just in dem- some way. Just sociopath they're guilty though they're guilty of something Travis. yeah they did something to to take <laughs> to the internet and to do something that to somebody who just lost even if they were going through a divorce just lost their husband and uh lost their daughter to suicide a couple of years back to say something like that to another human being is unbelievable those are the type of people who actually should be taken off of of uh social media <laughs> we we don't need your comments on anything uh ever yeah no, at you're all you're banned from everything forever. <laughs> right uh what's your email uh that's canceled you <laughs> were canceling your email account <laughs> look like we'll send you money for food and stuff you don't have to go to work because we don't want you to like talk to people right yeah that's the the uh uh, uh yeah the <laughs> <laughs> the social welfare state uh is now put in place just for people like that so they never have yeah, to Yeah, it, it'll be like a welfare program just to like make it so that we don't have to be around them. Yeah, or get their opinions or any anything. They just you, you can only you have to uh 
all of your food needs to be delivered to you. you <laughs> yeah, you can walk outside once in a while, but you got to go out the, to the backyard uh, and you only got a half hour a day. Yeah, like you work in an Amazon warehouse and you have to like go sit in the break room and like enjoy your cheese sandwich, Travis. And you sit down and that fucking dickhead is across from you. Like, <laughs> like who wants to? Can you imagine the conversations like, oh, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I, I went on to uh, Jason D- David Frank's widow's uh, Instagram page and said, uh, I hope you're happy uh, that you drove your husband and your daughter to suicide. Like you, you have to interact with a person like great that. job, man. Wow. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. I'm going to go. It. I'm going to go eat my cheese sandwich over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, go. somebody's calling me. Yeah. <laughs> I did posit to Mike that, uh, uh, this man booking podcasts, uh, appearances was, uh, actually a scam to get people to pay $5 to watch a 17 minute documentary. They just wanted to get my $5 is Travis. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's they're going, they're going around, uh, the podcast universe and saying, Hey, you can have this call me bad guy. Uh, you seem like a, you're of a certain age where you'd know who that is. You want to interview him about this documentary. And then every single person's like, yeah, can I take a look at the documentary? They're like, yeah, for uh, $5, five, five bucks. <laughs> and then he never shows up. And then they got the receipt and they're like, ha, Got another Uh, one. one. (laughs) We bagged we bagged another fucking stupid podcaster. What's really annoying, Travis, is uh, they had an automatic email set up. And so I talked to this person. I like I booked him twice on the show, you know, and so like I talked to this person like back and forth, probably like 40 emails over the course of a couple of months. Every single time I replied to them. I got the uh, the automatic email saying, hey, we get a lot of emails. And then, like, they would respond a day or so later. Uh, it was really annoying, Travis. So, yeah, guys, I, just that. a cautionary tale. If you're out there booking guests, don't book the color me bad guy. He's a he's a scam. He's a scam thing. He wants you to watch his documentary. Scoundrel. He's a scoundrel. And if you do, if you do book him, uh, don't pay the five dollars and maybe he'll actually show up. Who knows? I'll tell you what happens in it, guys. He fucked up his career by doing drugs and drinking. And then he met some gal who turned his life around. And then he went on Dr. Phil and then he made a documentary and uh, started a nonprofit. And uh, booking podcast and I don't show up. Yeah, that that was the 17 minutes. So. Pretty good. Guys, when we come back, we're going to talk to Tom Palladino. He's a scalar light expert, Travis. He's going to heal us, and he's going to solve the world's energy problems. Looking forward to that. I need to to be healed. That's for sure. Here is Mike with a quick update on the WFOD Hollywood Fantasy League. Our second round pick, Black Panther 2, made $287 million, which combined with its 67% Metacritic gives us 192 points and probably enough to beat the other teams by itself. We never should have been able to take it. It went sixth overall. Sixth? Strange World comes out this weekend, so our big winter should continue. Security. to Reezy does it 24-7 for this week's horse report. He watched Poker Face, which had no horses, and he also watched The Woman King, and there was a lot of horses in that one. Thanks, Reezy. Well, I've never been to space, but I've seen 11 Star Wars. They use swords made out of lasers. Go to funky alien jazz bar 
once again. WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Guys, welcome back. Our guest tonight is a Scalar Light expert. For more information, you can check out ScalarLight.com or book a session toll-free at 1-800-345-9851. Guys, Tom Palladino is on the program. Tom, how are you doing, man? All is well. Thanks for the invitation. Uh, Tom, I, I don't understand it at all. You need to explain it to me uh, uh, like, I'm a, like I'm a fool. Yeah. Assume you're talking to the dumbest man in the world and and sell me on this. You're not the dumbest man in the world. This is simple and straightforward. Okay. okay. Why? It's energy. It's light. Light energy from the sun, from the stars. Well, everybody in the world understands that there's light energy emanating from our solar system, from the sun and the stars. Are you talking about lightning? Is it lightning? Light. No, not lightning. It's okay. light. It's, okay. it's a fundamental force. I've captured that with instruments. Nikola Tesla captured that with instruments. Tesla called it radiant energy. Today it's called scalar energy. The, the terms are synonymous. Okay. So what are we getting at? There's another energy spectrum than that of electricity. I don't work with electricity. I work with the other dimension. Radiant energy, some people call it consciousness. Today it's the, the favorable term is scalar energy. Okay, so it's a frequency like uh, like like radio waves. It, per se, it's not a frequency. Like let, like let a Wi-Fi. In, let me put it into this context. Okay. On account of the fact that the sun and the stars broadcast or emanate this light, this energy, it's everywhere. So if electricity has to be carried, if you will, by some type of oscillation frequencies, you don't carry this energy. It doesn't move. It permeates everything. So instead of working from point A to point B in Newtonian physics, with scalar physics, this energy blankets the universe. It really is the omnipresence of God. It's quite different. It's not anything like Newtonian physics. This is not electricity. Okay, so how do you you focus it? How do you like point it in the direction very, of a thing? Very good. Okay, so 150 years ago, we experimented with electricity, and, and we mastered that. We could harness, we could engineer uh, an electrical current. Today, this new technology, scalar technology, we're developing instruments that control, that can harness scalar energy. So let me make this very clear. This is a new and emerging science. Again, it's not Newtonian physics. So we have a new science that's working with an unrecognized energy, the energy of the stars, we have to develop instrumentation that capture that energy. That's what I've done. And when you can capture that energy, you can manipulate it, you can perform incredible functions. How did you capture it? <clears throat> Through instrumentation. I have scientific instruments that can capture, that can harness scalar energy. That's the key. 
Today, we're working through an, a, a bandwidth. We're working by way of a, a Zoom video. And that technology allows us to what? To, to converse, to communicate. I'm working with another spectrum of energy that allows me to communicate at a distance likewise. So what is the ultimate goal then, Tom, with the scalar energy? What are you hoping to harness it into? Yes, that's that's a great point. I've developed a protocol which I can take these instruments and I can manipulate matter. I can break down, I've perfected the technique in which I can break down, negate the molecular bonds of a microbe, a microorganism, such as a virus, a bacterium. So with these instruments, working with this fundamental force, I can actually take the molecular structure, negate the molecular bonds of a pathogen, it breaks apart. That's the simple, easy way to eradicate a microbe, a microorganism. So in That's, theory, so in theory, then uh, if we could harness this energy and and point it like towards the thing, that you, so we could essentially like maybe eradicate COVID nineteen, say like if you're able to harness that energy correctly. Yeah. Uh, let, let me make this statement. During the pandemic, I worked with myself and family members, and none of us were sick. None of us, and we we didn't. We live in Florida. We we don't take. The precautions here that you do in other states. We are an open society, so to speak. I did, per se, living in Florida, I did not have to wear a mask. I never caught COVID. I, I never caught COVID during the two years of the pandemic, nor did my friends and family. What is my point? These instruments, these scalar energy instruments, are able to target a microbe, in this case, COVID 19, and eradicate it break it down. So when people call the 1-800 number and they schedule a session with you, it says something about you. you, I can like send you a picture. Yes. And you can use the picture to do something. Very, very good. I'll explain. Now we're having a conversation by, by video and obviously you're not in my home and I'm not in your studio. I'm not in your home. So we're, we're exchanging communication, we're exchanging images by way of the airwaves, so to speak. When I work with people, I work with their photograph. Okay. This is my photograph. A scanner energy instrument can look at a photograph. It has light embedded, encoded on it. Again, all I work with is light. Light is, observes certain rubrics of, of science. And in so doing, a scalar energy instrument can look at that light code and find me. If I can find a person by way of their cell phone, or you and I can have a discussion uh, telephonically, then likewise, with the scalar energy instrument by way of analogy, I can find a person's quantum field or their energy field by way of their photograph. I only work with photographs. So you can, like... You get a code from somebody that that tells you what about them. They're, they're... The, the protocol is this. People will email me a photograph. I only work with emailed photographs. I never work in person. And I access the quantum field on the photograph. I don't work with people. I work with their energy field. So the photograph of a person is like their bilocated version. Instead of you visiting my laboratory, you send me your photograph. Your photograph is your substitution or your bilocated version. I'm able to send information into the photograph and instruct whatever I, whatever microbe, whatever microorganism I find to break apart. I treat the photograph. I don't treat the person. Is it important then when when people do sign up for these things that they send you current photographs, or will will the will the light be able to? track those people, even if you send an outdated photograph of yourself? Excellent question. The the age of the photograph does not matter because when you're working in the quantum field, everything is in the present moment. The photograph could be 30 years old. It still relates to the current moment. You see, in a scalar energy force field, you're outside of time. Time does not factor in. There's only one time in a scalar energy force field, the present moment. So when you when I place my photograph in the scalar energy instrument, this photograph might be two or three years old. It always refers to the present moment. 
I got to say, that is a photograph of you. You look much more comfortable in the shirt you're wearing uh, now than you are in the suit in the picture. <laughs> Mike, this reminds me a lot, like, with just like broadly, and not to paint it with such a broad stroke, but this reminds me of uh, Professor X when he's using uh, Cerebro. When he's using Cerebro, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like there's like actual <clears throat> science that, that Tom has here that actually kind of feeds into the whole concept of like Cerebro. <laughs> you know, the key to my research is this. I don't work in the electromagnetic force field. Now, if I did, then we would have the, the typical results that you experience in electromagnetic spectrum. I work in another dimension. There's two dimensions, gentlemen. There's two energy fields. This other energy field, scalar energy, what Tesla called radiant energy, has so many, so much possibilities. It, it is such a subtle energy. And it's capable of, of greater, it has a greater sway than that of electricity. Scalar energy outdistances electricity. There's no comparison. And is that just, it's, it has more applications? Yes, it has more applications and it's a greater control over nature. I want to make that very clear. Whereas electricity will give us an oblique control over nature. Scalar energy will give us a consummate control over nature, a consummate control over nature. So what, like, what would be the next step, right? So like you're, you're, you're harnessing this light, um, say it, say it becomes widespread and adopted, right? Like everybody's using it. What, what do you feel is the upscale to the scale, scalar energy? All right. Immediately, what do I like to do? Well, instead of working with one photograph a day, I want to work with many photographs a day. We've already upscaled it. Today, I was working with half a million photographs. Sure. So we're well on our way, a half a million photographs a day. We're well on our way to working on a world-scale basis. So eventually, I want to work with a billion people a year. I have already proven to so many people around the world that these instruments can identify and eradicate microbes, germs. Sure. That, that, that's you know water under the bridge. That's, that's, that's done so, deal. It's Exactly. It's common. Right. If you look at my website, there are, are test, thousands of testimonies. People say, well, after the scalar energy sessions, I no longer have the herpes virus. Or I no longer have an infected with some type of pathogen. That, that's a done deal. Okay. Yeah. Where do we to extrapolate and, and to, to extend this? Not only is this going to be a global healing process, a global healing process, I'd like to ramp it up so we can eventually work with a billion people a year by way of a photograph. A billion people a year by way of a photograph. That is tenable. That's that's not pie in the sky. That That's tenable. After I do that, and after I can accomplish that, then I ask God for the wisdom to use this free energy, once again, from the sun and the stars, and to end our energy crisis. Tesla was close. Well, actually, Tesla achieved that. If if you go back to Tesla's work in Long Island, he had a tower called Wardenglyph. And that tower captured star energy, sun energy. There were, there were no wires attached to that tower. So where was he getting his, his power? From the sun and the stars, or what he called radiant energy, the energy of the universe. Tesla developed a free energy standing tower, Wardenglyph, in Long Island, New York. I'd like to reproduce his work. I'd like to give the world free energy. It, it's doable. It's tenable. Tesla achieved that. So I, you, I don't so, think they would probably like for you to make energy. No, <laughs> they would not like that. No, I, I already have people looking at me. They're rather dubious about my yeah, work. because no, if, They if I, probably if I can, like charging for energy. Well, let's just be blunt. You can call it the new world order. Call it what you want. <laughs> um, the The... The cabal does not like the fact that scalar energy is free from the sun and the stars, that I can access a million, two million people a day by way of their photograph, that I don't need an expensive infrastructure. The universe is the infrastructure and that I can control nature with these instruments. They they don't like that. Tom, can, can, can you make my dog eternal? <laughs> Because if, no. if my if my if something happened to my dog, I'd be really bummed out no. about it. Like, can I just show you my dog? And no. you, I'm going to give you a corollary to that. Okay. And, and, and hear me through. There's a scientist, Victor Grabenikov. He was working with scalar energy instruments. This has been established, and he was able to levitate on a scalar energy platform. Now, during that process of levitation, his watch never advanced. 
And he, he had many flights during these anti-gravity and levitation uh, uh, exercises. And he always observed that when he was aloft levitating, that time stood still. That when he came back to Earth, that he saw that he had not advanced in time while he was aloft or while he was levitating. Meaning what? Well, in that perfect scalar energy force field, time stood still. Time did not advance. Meaning, you know, to, to, to take this to the extreme, that if you're in a perfect scalar energy force field, you're eternal. Time does not advance. You cannot age. So anything inside that force field, yes. everything stops. Exactly. It's the present moment. It's so what yes. if we if we can really if we can really harness this and if we can you know, make this happen on a grand scale, then yes. we could essentially put humanity into an entire bubble and make yes. that all the case, correct? Yes. Oh. Yes. This is a different dimension. If you want to call it a bubble, you want to call it a different dimension or wormhole. There are two energies, hence there's two dimensions, hence there's two possible outcomes. And this is why Nikola Tesla abandoned his career as the world's foremost electrical engineer in deference of radiant energy or, or scalar energy. Tesla saw that this was the future. He called this radiant energy or the kinetic energy of the universe. I see that same prospect. There's no comparison between scalar and electricity. So what do you think was the roadblock then after Tesla? What, what was stopping the majority of people from focusing on this, yeah. this energy? A very an active ongoing suppression. If if we look at the prowess of Nikola Tesla and, and all of his inventions, you know nobody has ever matched him. And we say to ourselves, why is he, according to academia, a footnote? Why is Tesla not that promulgated in high school and college? Well, it's an active suppression against his work. You know he was he was quite the genius. He he uh, he outdistanced, as far as I'm concerned, uh, anybody, including. Westinghouse and, and Edison. Why are we not taught about Tesla in college and at the university level? Well, it's kind of obvious. The, the New World Order does not want us to know about Tesla's achievements. You feel like Edison was part of that? Like, I know that, um, you know, there's a lot of Tesla's designs and things that Edison had kind of co-opted for himself. Yes. Do you feel like he was part of a larger thing that was trying to suppress that? Yes, I, I do. I do. And uh, sooner or later, money and power got in the way. Of course. What, is, what am I getting at? Um, I believe the story is accurate that J.P. Morgan was conversing with Tesla. And Tesla told him about this tower, this radiant energy tower. And Morgan posed the question, well, how do we regulate it? How do I put a meter to it? How do I make money out of and eventually, Morgan realized that these were free energy devices, that you could tap into free energy anywhere in the world. And if that was the case, and that would have been the norm, then there would have gone the railroad industry, the steel industry, and the coal industry, the electrical industry. So that was quite an intimidation to J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds. So with that in mind, a smear campaign was, was leveled against Tesla. And, uh, you know, it was, it was on unfounded obviously just just one of those smear campaigns to to advance a political agenda the long and short of it is tessa had to do it alone from that point forward he did not have any financing jp morgan was no longer interested in financing his demise guys scalarlight.com is tom's website you can you can Check out all of uh, the research and stuff he has there. He has pictures of his devices too, which is pretty cool. Uh, Tom, Tom, you you, you got to like that movie, The Prestige, right? The Prestige. I, gentlemen, don't be offended. I don't watch TV or, or movies. You don't I'm watch so TV. Immersed. You don't watch. You have it all. Oh, no. Gotta watch. Don't Prestige. watch any of that stuff, Tom. I, I'm I'm ignorant when it comes to TV and movies. I'm all sorry. Right. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Prestige is a good one, though, Tom. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a word for it. I'm not <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch it someday. Yeah, Tom, we appreciate your time, man. It was cool talking to you. Uh, good Thank luck you. with uh, good luck with your stuff. Is there anywhere besides uh, your website that you'd like people to find you? Are you on no, Twitter, no. Tom? 
let's just refer them to the website, scalarlight.com. Yes, I am on Twitter. Uh, and uh, perhaps we're going to see a different landscape with Musk taking over. Scalarlight.com. Please look at the website. We offer everybody in the world 15 days of free sessions. We do that to prove that this works. Perfect. Well, great. Uh, continued luck with all of your work. And uh, hopefully this uh, becomes widespread. We appreciate right. it. Thank you for your time. Thanks it for your be. time, man. Great. Thanks, Tom. Take care. Be well. I mean, that was fun, right? Yeah, I thought so. Hey, drunk came back in just what you need to do, uh, Mike, is anytime drunk we bring was a hiding guest over in the corner, Travis, he was hiding <laughs> over in the tor- corner doing this at me. Anytime, anytime that you uh, that we bring a guest on, just go ahead and kill drunk's camera, would you? <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like lean back. His eyes are closed. If, if I ever was going to have it on for one, Travis, that's the one to have it on for. <laughs> Dude, nice guy. I like but... Tom. I like Tom. I And like, I don't get it. But I mean, fuck! If he could make Lily eternal, that'd be awesome. Listen, man, I'm—I uh, don't discount anything, and you know, it, it, he seems very sure of his work and his, of himself. He's and, got uh, fucking devices on his website, drunk. He's it's got crazy devices. Stuff. He's a nice he's guy, got, but you know, he had a the very. Pe- Travis, the people thought the Ghostbusters were crazy too. Yeah, he's yeah. got testimonials, and they I'll saved tell you New York what, City. He had a very science teacher vibe. Science like teacher, high, vibe? like high school science teacher, like. And once he started talking, I was out, dude. I was out. <laughs> Travis Drunk isn't here for science lessons. No, I know he's not. I know he's not. <laughs> I thought it was very interesting. And, I uh, did, too. I, it was yeah. fucking it, it, cool. The, the, he said something about lightning and, like, lightning or falling angels. Like, I read it. And I brought up lightning, and I thought we were going to, like, talk about, like, trapping angels and using their, their power. And he blew off lightning, Travis. But he fucking said it. If he, I read it. It said that you could trap angels, which are lightning, and steal their power. Well, maybe that'll be for the, his next appearance. Maybe he just wanted to ease us into scalar energy. Uh, he he like didn't want to get to the advanced stuff yet. He was like a peppy right. Ben Stein. Drunk, come on. Tom's a nice guy. We he's like very nice guy. We like Tom. He was he's wearing got, a, a Hawaiian shirt. It's so funny. I noticed the shirt right away because I really enjoyed it. And then he said he was from Florida, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that oh, makes yeah. complete sense." <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally all I would wear if I lived in Florida are those type of shirts. So speaking of soothing voices, soothing voices. Oh, drunks. Pick of the week for the life pool. Yeah. Checking in at a young man's 95 years old. Gonna catch up. Sir David Attenborough. Wow. Oof. He went 95, Travis. He's gonna slip up. He's taking all these 90-year-olds, Travis. That's a big one. There's only you gotta remember there's only like five weeks left. Travis, my celebrity life pool pick is uh Mr. Feeney, 95-year-old William Daniels. William Daniels is 95? 95 years old. Travis, I'm taking him. I got to catch up. Uh, it's, it, we're getting into December. It's time to start stop fucking around. That's uh, smart, guys, because I'm going a little bit younger than usual. Uh, my celebrity life pool for this week is uh, Michael Douglas coming in at a young 78 years old. Oh, I'm going to send uh, Tom a bunch of pictures. Is this of all these still alive? Of all your guys, (laughs) just of all your picks. Keep William Daniels alive, Tom. I need my 15 days free trial. Hey, can you do something like the opposite for all of these people and then just send them all uh, drunks picks? (laughs) George, I have a really good pick of the week. My pick of the week this week. Um, There's a Netflix documentary series called Pepsi. Where's my jet? jet? Uh, We watched the whole thing. Oh, is that about the Pepsi points? Yeah. Yeah. the, the, they put out Pepsi points, and this guy was like, I want a fucking jet. Because they hit yeah, as, as, a, oh, as no. a joke, Pepsi put, uh, oh, you can get this jet for like, what an, was it, like un, seven million? Unobtainable un, 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 amount of yeah, points. Yeah, it was like seven, seven million or 70 million points or yeah, some shit like he that. figured as a it joke. out. It, it's but a good a, watch, Travis. I'll yeah. tell you what, like, it's a story that could have been told in about 40 minutes that they stretched out over four episodes. They but took like, like two hours. The the director and the editor, they fucking like went nuts, Travis. Like they fucking did so many 
jump edits and shit. Like, you know, every 90s. It was like 90s nostalgia porn, Travis. Like, they just clip to the fucking uh, McDonald's Moon Man, clip to Belle Biv DeVoe, clip... It, like, Do you know who that uh, '90s Moon Man is? Ray Charles, wasn't it? No, it was uh, the, he did the voice, but uh, Doug Jones, uh, who you will know from the Hellboy motion pictures, as well as um, he was in Hocus Pocus. He was also the uh, sea monster that fucked that broad in The Shape of Water. <laughs> Doug Jones was just himself. Oh, Doug Jones was on. Uh, uh, what we do in the shadows, the the TV show. Oh yeah, like They're I looked it the... up and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. There's Doug Jones. Yeah, he was the Moon Man in the mask. Yeah, Doug Jones rules. Yeah, he does rule. Man of a thousand faces. Drunk, you got a pick of the week this so that week. Was, that was on the flicks, or yeah, it's Netflix, on Netflix. Yeah. Four episodes. It, it's great. Two hours. Two two and a half hours. It's a really good watch. Let's check it out. I still have. Uh, I think I fell asleep. I think I have uh, an episode and a half. Uh, I fell asleep while the wife and I were watching it, but I that was not the mark of uh, quality. It was just that it was uh, Betty by time for Travis in his chair. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, drunks pick of the week. It's the month long party that is for the whole world. It is in Qatar or Qatar, depending on where you're from. Uh, the the uh, World Cup of oh, Soccer. Okay, yeah, that's... started Saturday and we'll go through December eighteenth. He was uh, speaking a different language there for a minute, Travis. I didn't even know what the fuck he was here talking. locally. The games start at four a.m. and they go all the way till the last game ends at three. Didn't that United States uh, team? Didn't they just win against the Wales? Uh, they tied, but a tie is not a loss. That's and we right. can still go Fucking through soccer. Fucking soccer. <laughs> Ties not a loss. <laughs> Bullshit. Sure, we got a, a soccer team and they built a big ass stadium for them. And I thought they were playing, but they're not. And uh, I, I guess I'm interested. I think I want to go see the new stadium. I saw it. It looked neat. Starts uh, in April. Maybe I'll be a maybe I'll be a soccer guy. A city guy. You'll be a city. guy. Yeah, they named our team the city. St. Louis City. That, that's our our mascot. Is, now is is that going to interfere with you watching uh, the Battle Hawks? Kaka! No, the call is law, Travis. The call is the law. Call is law, man. Travis, pick of the week. Yeah, Travis's pick of the week. I'm actually really excited about this one. Uh, and people who are fans of this clash mo- classic motion picture should also be fans, uh, even if you're not a reader. Uh, there is an audio book, Heat Two. Uh, sequel to the 1994 motion picture starring uh, Al Pacino and, uh, uh, you know, the other guy? Uh, Robert De Niro, Val Kilmer. Yeah, Robert De Niro, Val Tom Kilmer, Sizemore. Tom Sizemore. Uh, Danny Trejo is in there. Uh, there's all sorts of people in that thing. Uh, but Michael Mann actually wrote, uh, with help, uh, I'm sorry, I can't recall. The, is this the his, one where he's the devil? Collaborators. No, he's, it's like a bank Heat. heist movie. It's the heist movie. With Val Kilmer. Mm. Are you are you serious? I don't know if I've seen this one. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So he hasn't seen Heat. What else did he say he hadn't seen? It's, it's an R-rated movie from 1992. What do you want me to say? 94. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, so you're saying if you were not of age to watch R-rated movies in 1994, that's something no, you never parents, cycle back My parents to? let me watch, you know. Terminator 2 at the time, so... Well, there you go. So you could have seen it. It's a fucking heist movie. It's so, got the best fucking heist in a motion picture uh, it, when they rob a bank. It honestly wasn't a very good yeah. heist. It went really wrong, drunk. Well, it went really wrong. Better it's, than Ocean's it, Eleven? Yeah, it's the best heist movie better, in terms of how badly it went. Better than Batman Beyond? <laughs> yeah, Batman Beyond. Anyway, uh, Heat 2 follows the... Uh, Travis, the, do, uh, do Herschel Walker explaining the plot of Heat. You know, man, you're up late at night and you're watching, I don't know, TNT, and then uh, <laughs> it's like a battle of good and evil. You know, there's these bad guys are trying to take everybody's money, and then there's these good guys trying to stop them from taking everybody's money. I'm that good guy <laughs> trying to stop them from taking everybody's money. So, so who are the cops in this movie? Kilmer? Al Pacino. He's Kil- a, Kilmer's, Pacino's the, cop? the cop? No, Kilmer's nope. on Robert De Niro's bank robbing team. 
So anyway, the sequel to (laughs) the sequel to Heat Heat (laughs) Two in book form, it's a novel, uh, follows the but not a movie. The the direct after events, the direct after events to the motion picture Heat, uh, and it follows uh, Al Pacino trying to track down Chris Sorellis, the only uh, member of the crew, Val Kilmer, who escapes. It also goes back six years to 1988, uh, chronicling one of. um, Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer's first heists uh, in Chicago and at the Mexican border. Um, and there's a lot of weird intersecting paths uh, that our characters take. Um, uh, it, it is it is a fascinating read, especially if you are as familiar with the movie uh, as I am, where you can actually picture all these characters actually doing these things in the continuation of the story and the prequel to the story. It's very, very good. I highly recommend Heat 2. Guys, uh, Tom's website, scalarlight.com. Enjoyed talking to Tom, Travis. I like shaking it up a bit. Me too. Uh, talking to interesting folks with interesting ideas. You betcha. Uh, I don't ch- want to talk to these same old bums. Everybody's got a goddamn podcast where he's talking to those people. <laughs> Check out my podcast. It's like this guy's fucking harnessing light, trying to fucking heal people. You know, Come watch on. movies. Yeah. You don't fucking watch any movies. He's, he's busy. harnessing light. Looking at a billion photos a day, yeah. uh, trying to heal people, you yeah. fuckers. What do, I, what do I want to talk to a guy that's got a fucking movie podcast? Come on. Travis, I'll tell you what. I know some motherfucker is going to at me and be like, oh, I thought Tom was boring. Uh, fuck you. Fuck you. Go Tom's awesome. You, Go you fuckers, he's going to make my shit. dog eternal. Fucking dumb. What are you, dumb? At least, you, at least make it zero. <laughs> The good dog. Stupid. Why don't you go watch the fucking college football recap, you dipshit? This guy's doing real work. Yeah, this isn't the light. This isn't the podcast for you. We're fucking smart. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking to uh, Daffy Duck next week. (laughs) That's true. And Starscream. (laughs) I'm Bill Dan. this installment of WFOD. To enjoy our back catalog, visit WFODshow.com be sure to share the show with a friend. Thank you to our Patreon sponsors for their continued support. Uh, Bad Poet Society, The Rabbit Poundings, Valerie Carpenter, Brian Kranz, and our North Star, Liquid Lozenge. If you would like to donate to keep this pirate ship afloat, Visit patreon.com slash WFODicks. Follow us on social media. Email any of us with your, our name and uh, at WFODshow.com in the end. Or leave us a voicemail at 636-487-HAND.com. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hey, subscribe on YouTube and uh, Twitch or uh, Apple Podcasts or .com stitcher or wherever it is that you listen to it subscribe to it so that you get the newest episodes uh, yeah thanks see you next week bye dot com
Star Wars. 